Well, here we are, Season 3, Episode 10, Midweek Special Bonus Episode. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the stupidity isn't coming as fast and furious, but there's still some good quality stupidity out there. I think my favorite episode, uh, my favorite story was the guy who um, wants to pay his tolls without wearing any clothes. I, I don't know. Just innocently sitting in his car without a stitch of clothes on, um, handing cash to the operator who, you know, kind of sits up a little higher than the driver. You think that was planned? <laughs> I don't know. So, but uh, at any case, now we're getting into the fall season. You'd think people would be putting more clothes on as things started to get a little cooler. I, I don't know, but, you know, I, I, I just don't think that way. But for those that do, that's why I'm here, to pass on their stupidity. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. Welcome to the Midweek Bonus Edition, the Midweek Bonus Episode of Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World, and I'm Insane Eric Lane. I feel very insane today, especially with some of the insanity that I've got for you this episode. Yeah, we've got our, you know, weekly uh, Insane Week in Review, we got the Genius Awards, and you have all of these um, real stories, all of them are real. I didn't change any of the names because we've all been stupid at one time or another. Maybe not as stupid as some of these people, but don't forget all the stories that I uh, usually find. I put them in my Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. Telegram is a great messaging app. You can download that app. It's a great secure messaging app. I recommend it. It's uh, pretty cool, actually. Um, and you can download it and see for yourself. In fact, you can go to t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can get the link to download the app. You can see a preview of the channel itself. And then when you download the app, you can join it and enjoy all the stupid stories. And you can share with your friends, comment on them. I'll throw in a few comments uh, behind the scenes going on of, of the podcast, all that kind of thing. And of course... Well, do us a favor and share this podcast with your friends because we've all done something stupid. And I can promise after listening to some of these stories, you're going to feel a whole lot better about your stupidity. That's for sure. Don't forget that we've got our second episode of the week every weekend dropping on Saturday that uh, features my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, with more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we do uh, another round of the uh, insane game show, which you can play a long at home. And as you know, stupidity is fairly addicting. So, you know, you got that little subscribe button that you might see on your podcast player or wherever. Uh, hit it. Subscribe. Download it. Get your stupid fix every time that the new episodes are published. And of course, you're looking at five-star stupidity. So give it a five-star rating. And I'd like to, you know, read a few stupid reviews. If you post a stupid review, I just might read one on the next episode, okay? Besides that, it helps bring folks in because their curiosity is getting the best of them. They're thinking, who could be that stupid? Well, you might be surprised. 
One thing for sure, though, is uh, you may think cats, well, they're not that stupid, right? They're pretty smart. Cats are smarter than dogs, aren't they? I know one thing, cats have different personality traits just like you and I. I'm sure dogs have them too. But one of them is litter box issues. I mean, dogs probably are a lot easier to read than cats. They just kind of stare at you. I've heard it said that if you um, can understand a cat, you can understand a woman. That's not my quote. I'm just passing it along, so don't send me hate mail. But if you can figure out what cats are thinking, well, that may, in, may, that may require a little more effort. Now, there's a new study. Of course there's a study at the University of Helsinki that identified seven, count them, seven, the number of completion. They are distinct behaviors. These are distinct behavioral traits in the domesticus filicus, filitus, or whatever they are, felines. The point was to basically, you know, get a baseline of what normal behavior for a cat looks like. Okay, well then they'll probably use it in future studies to gain more insight into why cats do the things they do. Good luck with that. In other words, it's seven things that just might signal something about the current mood they're in, but we still don't know exactly what that means. Of course, you know they have an app now that can read the cat's face that can tell you what mood the cat might be in. I don't know. I haven't got the app yet, but here are the seven traits if you're curious. Number one, there's the trait of activity or playfulness, like playing with a toy or tracking birds out the window. Yeah, we have a cat that's like that. Then we have one that's fearfulness, like when they get spooked or hide under the bed, they hear strange voices or something, or the thunder and lightning or something comes. I've got a cat like that. Then, of course, I've known cats that have an aggression toward humans. One comes to mind that was owned by my sister. I don't think that cat liked anybody outside of the immediate family. That's when they bite you for no reason. Friendliness toward humans, like purring or wanting you to pet them, yeah, I've seen a few like that. Socializing with other cats, that includes good and bad interactions. And also the litter box issues, you know, like peeing outside the box or not burying things well enough. Yeah, well, I've got some that leaves a trail outside the litter box door. And then there is the excessive grooming, which could be a sign of stress. I've always wondered why our cats groom themselves so much. Maybe that's a signal, I don't know, but... Definitely props to the University of Helsinki for figuring out the cat's personality. But I think I figured out a few things that's a little more impressive. This is the things that your cat is thinking about right now. Trust me, pal. If your tongue felt like mine, you'd lick yourself all day too. That's one of the things I'm sure they're thinking. Another one, I go through all the trouble to stalk and disembowel this baby bird. And when I lay it at your feet, you're mad. Another thing your cat might be thinking, I feel you, bruh. I don't like Garfield. I don't think Garfield's that funny either. Well, we have a Garfield cat, except our cat doesn't go for lasagna very much. Here's another thing that your cat might be thinking right now. How come you can eat goldfish out of a box, but I can't eat one out of the bowl? Well, that's a good question. Or if I ever catch that laser pointer, it's dead. You hear me? Dead! <laughs> You think that cheap scratch post you got off Amazon will keep me from dragging my claw across the new leather couch? Ha! <laughs> and, yeah, I like this one. If you're a lady, if you're a cat lady, does that make me a lonely middle-aged woman cat? Hmm, good question. 
And then one of the other things that your cat might be thinking right now, the last thing I'd call this indigestible mush is fancy feast. <laughs> or when I'm on top of the bookshelf, I'm invisible, right? You know, just, you know, try it sometime. You never know. I mean, these are just some of the things that your cats could be thinking. I don't know what this guy was thinking or this panel was thinking who come up with this new Miss America criteria. Have you heard about this? There she is, Miss America. That's right. Miss America is trying to modernize again. Here's their latest attempt to survive in a world where its values no longer gel with those of the general public. The pageant issued this statement saying, Miss America is pivoting their mission to define women's wellness as being based on optimal health rather than physical appearance. Whatever that means. I mean, it's anybody's guess at this point. But Miss America did uh, ditch the swimsuit competition back in 2018 which they bragged about in a new press release. They said, by eliminating the swimsuit competition, it created an opportunity for us to redefine women's wellness and what it means to be a great woman today in modern America. Ugh. I don't know, how do you determine which contestant is the healthiest, huh? Well, I guess maybe she's the one who can bounce the longest on a trampoline, of course. And out of the ashes of Pompeii, archaeologists have recently pulled out a time capsule, though only the bronze hinges remained, of what is being described as a sorcerer's toolkit. Yes, inside were a collection of about a hundred little objects, a couple of mirrors, tiny little skulls, scarab beetles, bone-carved objects like buttons, bells, and little fists, decorative elements made of amber, uh, car carnelian and bronze, uh, carved images of men and satyrs, of course, miniature phallic amulets. I'm not sure what that's all about, but all in all, it's everything that your average sorceress could possibly need on the job, which archaeologists believe were to, you know, tell fortunes and divine pregnancies, conduct fertility rites, and, you know, generally warding off bad luck, I guess. Well, of course, I also hear that in the toolkit was found something of no good sorcerer would be caught dead with, and that's a tub of Flex Seal. <laughs> or, or a duct tape, maybe. I don't know. Lots of goodies in this toolkit. In addition to the tiny skulls and scarab beetles, I think there was also a pack of Tic Tacs. What do you know? How did I, how did I ever guess that? Oh. Well, they wanted to have good breath back there in Pompeii, I guess. I don't know. But nothing like what we have today, where we have robot vacuums, you know, like those Roombas. We haven't got a Roomba yet. I'm not sure whether we want to get one, but you know, I love this. I love the picture of the Roomba that, um, well, ran across some doggy doo and spread it, zigzagged all over the family room. You remember that? You know, these Roombas have been known to do that. Just smear the pet messes all over the house. But there's good news on the front. Roomba has now announced their newest model. It recognizes and avoids things like the cables, you know, for your entertainment center and pet waste. So if your dog can't hold it, you won't have an even bigger mess on your hands when you come home from work. Now, in the past, the company that makes Roomba said that they see this a lot. I'm sure they do. Of course, we get to smell it a lot. 
but they're promising that the new iRobot Roomba J7 Plus will solve the problem. They implemented algorithms using hundreds of thousands of images of real, fake, and simulated dog and cat waste. Simulated waste. Hmm, okay. And they seem pretty confident it's going to work. Essentially, they're going to replace any Roomba J7 Plus if it fails to detect pet poop and becomes soiled as a result. <laughs> I, I, I could think of a lot more adjectives I would probably use in that sentence. Unfortunately, the guarantee is only good for the first year. And it only covers the solid pet waste. Mm -hmm. So if your pet leaves behind diarrhea, vomit, or pee, you're out of luck. Uh, they're calling this the Pet Owner Official Promise. Yes, the acronym is P-O-O-P. -O -O a new Roomba J7 Plus, by the way, will set you back a very cool $849 just to keep the Roomba from smearing your doggy doo all over the living room. How about this? Try a broom. I mean, I've heard it's actually so advanced, the new Roomba can even detect just how lazy you are. You know that? Yeah, and just check out this new commercial. We've made our Roomba even better. Now it can recognize things on your floor, like pet droppings, duty, and cables, cable, so it can keep vacuuming away, dog duty. It also recognizes what a lazy human you've become, old sock, and how you can't even drag a vacuum across your floor, cable, let alone pick up after your pet, dog duty that looks like cable. So get the new Roomba, baby Ruth, because just like a Roomba, you suck, duty. Yeah, I definitely need one of those for sure. Well, anyway, airline passengers, they're not lazy. They, they, they are crazy sometimes, and they don't just act crazy on the plane. They do it in the terminal also, like this 46-year-old woman named Marina, or Mar I guess it's Marina Verbitsky. She was supposed to be on a JetBlue flight from Fort Lauderdale to Chicago with her husband and son, but the three of them did not get to their gate on time and missed their flight. So what does she do? flips out, starts swearing at the JetBlue workers, then claimed there was a bomb in her check luggage. That'll always work. It's not really clear if she's trying to delay the plane or if she was just downright pissed off. But they did have to evacuate all the passengers on the tarmac and search the plane for explosives. She spent the night in jail, too, before having to post bond. I'm sure that really thrilled her. She's facing charges for falsely reporting a bomb and has to get a mental health evaluation. <laughs> yeah, right, because the airline made me crazy. She, her family says she was just worried that her son would miss school the next day. That's why she did it. Yeah, you don't want to get between a mom and getting the kids to school, okay? I'm telling you. Of course, you know, she had to do what she had to do. I mean, the lady's from Chicago. I'm sure she has no issues uh, channeling her inner Florida woman, though. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, I mean, you can't, you can't ever say there's a bomb in your check luggage, people. You can't yell fire in a theater either, you know? This woman just should have waited for another flight and gotten bombed at the bar. She'd have been better off. Well, scientists have discovered that men who eat a more plant-based diet, rich in fruits and vegetables, grains and legumes, they will fart more. Men 
here is your out right here, you know? Forget the steaks, forget all the big meat, the bacon, all that kind of stuff. Eat fruits and vegetables, grains and legumes, and fart like there was no tomorrow. And not only that, they have larger stools than men following the standard Western diet. Is that what you really want? You want to fart more and have bigger poop jobs? Researchers from the Liver and Digestive Diseases Networking Biomedical Research Center in Barcelona followed 18 healthy men and found that those following the plant-based Mediterranean diet farted seven times more per day and had stools twice the size as people following a Western diet on an average through the number of stools was the same. Yeah, well, the, 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 they didn't get it. They didn't have any more trips to number two, but they had bigger number twos. <laughs> who, who gets paid to follow people around to watch them poop? That's what I want to know. I'm telling you, I'm in the wrong business, people. I spend all my time talking on the radio and playing music and making podcasts. I could be following people around and counting the number of times they fart and watch them poop. Boy, oh boy. And get paid for it. Hey, you want more gassy stats? There, there's a doctor who's listed a bunch of interesting facts about passing gas on TikTok. Take a minute to relax while I tell you some important facts about farts. On average, people fart 14 times a day. The more, the merrier. If someone tells you they don't fart, they're lying, and you should disown them immediately, or they've got a bowel obstruction, which is a medical emergency. Your average daily fart volume is enough to fill up a medium-sized balloon. Happy birthday. The first fart of your day is usually the largest. 75% of farts are produced by bacteria in the large intestine. Digested food that isn't broken down is chewed up by bacteria that produce microscopic farts, and these microscopic farts accumulate and become one of your regular farts. 25% of farts is swallowed air that you don't burp and dissolved gases from the blood making its way into your intestines. 99% of a fart is non-smelly gases, usually hydrogen, methane, and carbon dioxide. Hydrogen and methane are flammable, which is why you can light a fart on fire, not recommended. The 1% of farts that do stink are volatile sulfur compounds like hydrogen sulfide. If you hold in a fart too long, it can be reabsorbed into your blood circulation and breathed out when you exhale. Noise of a fart is a combination of anal sphincter vibrations and the percussion of butt cheeks against each other. Fart velocity and butthole tightness determine the sound. Kind of reminds me of the time when I was, before I was married, living in my bachelor pad, and I had a bunch of kids over just hanging out at the house one time, and one guy decided he needed to go do number two. And when he came out of my bathroom, he needed to know if I had a plunger, and I said, no, I don't. He said, well he, well, he thinks he may have plugged the toilet. Not with toilet paper. No, this guy must have been eating lots of fruits and vegetables, grains and legumes. Because he had a loaf so big it wouldn't go down the, the, the toilet. So we ended up doing a little engineering on our own. And, well, I took apart a coat hanger and chop, chop, chop. Is it the goal of every man to be able to fart more and have bigger stools? I don't know. What, what's the incentive here, people? I don't know. Anyway, well, there's that high-profile Democratic representative, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Did you see what she's done lately? She made a big, lavish appearance in New York City at the lavish Met Gala, wearing a white dress, and across the back in big red letters it says, Tax the Rich. The star-studded event is called Fashion's Biggest Night Out. It was all, they're finally getting it all back together after they had it canceled last year because of the pandemic. By the way, the tickets for this big gala event, 30000 bucks a piece. That's the, that's the starting price. Although it's unclear if Miss Ocasio-Cortez 
the self-described social democratic socialist congresswoman bought the ticket. Nevertheless, though, she was there in all of her Ocasio glory. Ocasio-Cortez said in an interview on the red carpet with the dress designer Aurora James standing next to her, we said we just can't play along, but we need to break the fourth wall and challenge some of the institutions. And while the Met is known for its spectacle, we should have a conversation about it. Well, you know what? If it's a spectacle, that's why AOC is there, because she's the biggest spectacle I've ever seen. The dress drew obviously mixed response on social media. We have some people praising AOC for bringing the tax the rich message to an event full of rich and famous people. Others suggested there was a bit of hypocrisy in making that statement while at the same time attending this exclusive event. I don't get it. What's your point? There is no point, which is why there's people out there that like her. They have no point either. They just like to hear their head rattle. A lot of people get excited for stuff like that, you know? I just think it's stupid. A lot of people don't get that excited, though, to drive up to a toll plaza. We've had, we got plenty of those along the Pennsylvania Turnpike in various places. I don't really care for toll plazas. But apparently, this guy must have a toll plaza fetish. He's a 41-year-old Florida man. That's all I had to say. His name is Mark Filyaw. This man, not once, not twice, repeatedly drove up to the toll plazas, up to the cash booth. This is the ones where you've got to hand them the money, not the kind of kind, the ones that you can do the easy pass or you just throw the money in a basket. No, these are the ones that have people in the booth where you've got to give them cash. He drives up repeatedly to these toll booth plazas buck naked, completely without a stitch of clothing. Toll workers told the state troopers he was, quote, showing his privates. <laughs> I'm not sure how he did that. Did he use some phone books that he said on? I'm not sure. It happened not once, not twice, but seven times in a month. He was finally nabbed and was con con he was connected to the previous incidents because they had surveillance footage. Yeah, wouldn't you love to be the people watching the surveillance footage? There he is! I recognize it! It's unclear if he was naked when he was caught, but he was hit with several indecent exposure charges. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll pay for that toll with clothes on. I don't know. I mean, most people pull up to the cash toll booth with coins. You know, I guess this guy decided to just expose his coin purse, you might say. Now, definitely, this guy needs to get a grip, but it kind of sounds like he might have already got one. And there's a website out there called Finance Buzz. Have you ever seen this? Finance Buzz is looking for somebody to watch 13 horror movies, and they will pay you to do it. How much, you may ask? $1,300, $1,000 per movie. They'll also give you a Fitbit to wear so they can monitor your heartbeat and see how scared you get. <gasps> the movies were made with varying budgets and they supposedly want to know if it affects the amount of scares that a movie delivers. They're now tracking how scared you get when you watch a scary movie. Hmm. The movies, by the way, 
They are Saw, The Amityville Horror, A Quiet Place, and A Quiet Place 2, Candyman, Insidious, The Blair Witch Project, which I did watch by myself at night, alone, in the house, with the lights off. And trust me, I don't think I would have made a dent in that Fitbit. There's also Sinister, Get Out, The Purge, and the 2018 Halloween, Paranormal Activity, Annabelle. And by the way, Amityville and Candyville, or Candyman, they didn't specify which version. So, And the budget disparity of these films is pretty huge, actually. Paranormal Activity was made for about 15000 bucks, but the movie called A Quiet Place, well, it chalked up about $17 million. Now, you can go to financebuzz.com and see if you want to apply. I don't know. But the scariest thing about horror movies these days really is just how much it costs to buy a soda and a large popcorn. You know, that would scare the crap out of anybody. But 1300 bucks to watch 13 horror movies? I guess if the winner buys anything at the concession stand, they're going to end up losing money. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. And in your Insane Week in Review... Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the mastermind of 9-11, has appeared in court for the first time since COVID-19 shut down his case. Khalid says he's optimistic about his trial now that the Taliban has an ally in the White House. A new report reveals Dr. Fauci lied about funding the type of gain-of-function research that likely caused the COVID-19 pandemic. Democrats say the findings are shocking and alarming. And that's why they plan to completely ignore them. A survey of 2,000 people finds 6 in 10 have felt the urge to try something outside their comfort zone during the pandemic. But one thing's for sure, many people have definitely been indulging in plenty of comfort food. Now, that urge may be because the average person hasn't tried anything new in two months. And for the 12%, I guess it's been maybe over a year and much like their current president, too many Americans are playing it safe and doing nothing in their basements. A new study shows young adult marijuana users are twice as likely to suffer from a heart attack, although it's not clear if that's due to the marijuana itself or uh, the Doritos and Big Macs that it makes you want to eat after you smoke it. 
A New Jersey student has said that he's barred from taking classes at Rutgers because he has not been vaccinated, even though he is studying virtually from home. I know this makes perfect sense, given the terrible dangers of virtual transmissions. I think it, there's a fair compromise here, though. You know, if he doesn't get the COVID-19 vaccine, he just needs uh, to, at the very least, download Norton antivirus software. <laughs> so now, just like the in-person students at Rutgers, they'll learn virtually nothing. The City Council of Portland is vowing to ban its state employees from traveling to Texas because of its new abortion law. And I believe that this makes them the very first city to help Texas in response to the law. The council is also threatening to ban the trading of goods and services with Texas. You know, Portland is known for their good beer, which I'm sure Texans will miss, but <clears throat> nobody is going to miss Portlanders coming to town with their uh, other drink of choice these days, <laughs> Molotov cocktails. Cuba has started giving coronavirus vaccines to toddlers. Now, instead of giving the, uh, the gift of my first coloring book, they'll get myocarditis. In a new interview, Monica Lewinsky says Bill Clinton should want to apologize to her for their infamous love affair. Bill says uh, he'd be happy to apologize to Monica all night long <laughs> over a bottle of red wine. <laughs> now, there's a new TV series, you know, on FX, dramatizing the affair between Bill and Monica. But to really see what happened, you probably will have to tune into uh, Skinamax. American Crime Story, Impeachment is the name of it. And it's uh, all from Monica's perspective. Of course, I, I thought I'd get a really special person to review this new documentary. And, uh, well, yeah, you guessed it. It's Bill. And boy, does he have a few opinions. It's me, Bill Clinton, here with my review of Impeachment, an American Crime Story. And I gotta say, it was sorta accurate. In other words, uh, close, but no cigar. <laughs> and who did they get to play Hillary? Carmela Soprano. <laughs> but if you ask me, there's a closer resemblance to Tony Soprano. <gasps> and where was all the sexy? I mean, I was expecting at least a shot of Monica's Oval Office or her impeach, but all I got were close-ups of her face. Yuck! <laughs> and it lacks suspense. I really got ahead of the plot. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm lucky I got a screener to watch this show because I did not have a subscription to that streaming service. I give it three blue dresses out of five. <laughs> a new report claims the series doesn't show any sex between the two. In other words, it's close, but no cigar. I'm a little thirsty after that one. Ah. An effort is underway to rescue the members of the Afghanistan National Girls Soccer Team. The women are asking whoever rescues them to please bring orange slices and Capri Sun juice boxes. A new report claims TikTok is promoting sex and drugs to minors. Never mind the fact that the Chinese are spying on you. Americans say they're extremely upset, though, by this claim because they're supposed to. Be, this whole thing is supposed to be the job of Hollywood colleges and the Democratic Party, not TikTok. 
And Mercedes has created a car that can read your mind and adjust the controls according to your thoughts. So be careful. You know, this is not the car for you if you're the type of person who fantasizes about crashing into the guy who just cut you off. A new study finds college-educated women are more likely than ever to give birth to their first child out of wedlock. Of course, I guess uh, the one course they forgot to sign up for was Introduction to the Biology of Human Reproduction. <laughs> Forget student loans, it sounds like their real issue is getting all mixed up with student bones. Denver is going to temporarily shut down a park that has delivered, uh, devolved into a haven for drug users, crime, and human waste. Denver officials say this type of behavior is unacceptable and only allowed in cities like New York and San Francisco. Of course, in addition to human and pet waste, an excess amount of rodent attracting trash and needles and other drug paraphernalia have been spotted at the park in recent weeks. And well, I say, just leave the park as is and just name it after Hunter Biden. Aldi, you know, the grocery store chain, they've created a new line of alcohol-flavored cheeses. Yeah the biggest mix of alcohol and cheese outside of a Green Bay Packers game. And a Vietnamese man was sentenced to five years in prison for breaking COVID-19 restrictions and infecting eight people with the coronavirus. Now he'll be in prison for a while. And instead of the vaccine, he'll be getting um, jabbed with something else. A court in Vietnam's province of Ca Mau convicted 28-year-old Lee Van Tree after a one-day trial. Meanwhile, here in America, you go on trial and face legal experts every day on Facebook and Twitter. The uh, 1970s pop band ABBA is launching a virtual concert series featuring digitized versions of ABBA performing alongside a 10-piece band. I think it's expected to be the most lifelike imitation of ABBA since Captain and Tennille. Former President Trump will provide ringside commentary, if you didn't see this already, for this uh, boxing match recently. So get ready to hear about one boxer punching harder than Nancy Pelosi's fake teeth and the other boxer going down as fast as Kamala Harris at the beginning of her career. <laughs> Something like that. And a new poll shows Joe Biden now has just a 39% approval rating. So if you're wondering what percentage of Americans are total morons, it's exactly 39%. A new survey shows that eight in 10 Americans believe their health is a quote, work in progress. And many are now taking steps to improve their lifestyles. They're realizing that to look hot, you have to put down the flaming hot Cheetos, that is. That was conducted by one poll on behalf of Herbalife, Nutrition, and the Council for Responsible Nutrition. The survey finds the average respondent is currently working to break three unhealthy habits, to which many of the other Americans are like, you only have three unhealthy habits? A Portland State University professor resigned from his position in a searing open letter blasting the school as a social justice factory where students are not being taught to think. Now, this is noteworthy because... It's by far the nicest thing ever said about any institution in Portland. I mean, Peter Boghossen, who taught philosophy at PSU for the past decade, accused the university of kowtowing to woke politics. And I'm sure he also finds it a bit troubling that you can learn everything currently taught in college simply by purchasing the Communist Manifesto. 
A football fan in North Carolina was caught on the Jumbotron eating an entire jug of mayonnaise with a spoon. Usually the only people who spoon feed themselves harmful garbage like that are the New York Times subscribers. A couple in China was filmed lying in bed that was suspended a thousand feet in the air. Of course, the only thing riskier than going to, that's, that's really the only thing riskier is going to bed with Charlie Sheen. Paul Schrader, who co-wrote Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull, disagrees with his old collaborator on whether Marvel movies are cinema. So essentially, he thinks Scorsese's comments are less Raging Bull and more Raging BS. Scorsese might not consider these films to be cinema, but they certainly bring home a ton of money. And imagine how much more it would be if the people seeing Marvel movies could actually land dates. A McDonald's manager has revealed what a, well, you know, the big purple character of Grimace. You know what, the, you know what Grimace really is, he says? It, well, no, shockingly, it's not a hemorrhoid. Now, it turns out Grimace is supposed to be a big giant purple taste bud. And of course, the only way a taste bud could get that swollen and discolored is from all the salt in McDonald's food. Late night host Jimmy Kimmel says the unvaccinated don't deserve medical care. Hmm. Of course, uh, Kimmel would know nothing about medical care because laughter is the best medicine and he hasn't made anyone laugh in years. President Biden delivered Bud Light to volunteer firefighters in Shanksville, Pennsylvania on the 9-11 anniversary. And not to be outdone, President Clinton gave him a stack of Playboys. It was really nice to see Biden bringing him Bud Lights, you know. He, he just wanted to get rid of them before Hunter drank them. A hospital in upstate New York was forced to quit delivering babies after dozens of nurses walked out over the vaccine mandate. They're already working on a John Travolta childbirth spinoff called Look Who's Walking. <laughs> Needless to say, this hospital is experiencing a labor shortage in more ways than one. And there's a new study from Binghamton University that found that your mental health depends on what's in your diet. <laughs> yeah, talk about food for thought. You know, the study claims that caffeine causes mental distress in young adults. Yeah, but that's only because Starbucks charges you nine bucks for a coffee. The study also found that women benefit from eating breakfast daily, moderate exercise frequently, and keeping fast food to a minimum. In other words, nothing we didn't already know. A Texas man was arrested for shooting a husband and wife because they voted for Joe Biden. Now, this is a terrible story either way. I mean, but I'm sure there's not a jury in Texas that'll convict him. Now, this is really the shocking story because most people who voted for Joe Biden have already shot themselves at this point. And did you see the viral video of the cat dangling off the upper deck at the University of Miami football game that fell and was saved by fans that used an American flag to catch it? Quite a stunt. Dr. Fauci, though, was outraged because the, the cat wasn't wearing a mask in a large crowd. Oh, we can't have that. Now, I mean, this, this would have been a huge deal in another stadium, you know, but when you drink as much as Miami fans, you're used to catching people that fall out of the upper deck. The whole broadcast literally stopped to watch the whole ordeal. Let's just say they hit the pause button. And Britney Spears posted an unfiltered version or unfiltered underwear video, and she captioned the pic with the quote, this is really my art. 
Oh, <clears throat> the chick is uh, out of conservatorship, you see, and they're about to throw her back in, I think. Brittany claims she gave up marijuana, but, well, she obviously has a crack problem. The butt pick could land her in hot water because the judge is not going to turn the other cheek. Don't know if you saw the fight between 58-year-old former heavyweight champion Evander Holyfield, uh, who uh, fought Victor Belfort and got knocked out in the first round. I'm still kind of shocked they let the fight go on. Holyfield was boxing at an age when most men wouldn't even fight a parking ticket. And Donald Trump and his son Don Jr. did play-by-play uh, -play for that uh, match that I told you about earlier. It was, it was over in one round, just like his presidency. What? What? Too soon? Too soon? Sorry. Well, Trump wasn't impressed. He, he'd seen better fights at the Capitol. <clears throat> While Trump has a long history of promoting boxing matches, Joe Biden is you know, famous for battling dementia. The Taliban has announced they will allow women to study in gender-segregated universities. But what happens when those women get to college and learn there's no such thing as gender? And did you see the real-life version of Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons? It's opened up in Springfield, Pennsylvania here. It's already got tons of reservations from people like I.P. Freely and Al Koholik and Mike Crotch. Told you about that Mercedes-Benz vehicle that can read driver's minds you know, earlier? Yeah, in the, the car settings, adjusts according to your thoughts. Of course, also for some reason, it keeps ejecting men's wives from the car. A trailer for the upcoming fourth Matrix movie has been released, although the movie franchise has been a little less exciting ever since 2016 when we all found out that we actually live inside the Matrix for real. And finally, a Browns player was ejected from an NFL game for shoving the opposing team's coach, or as it's known in Cleveland, pretty good sportsmanship. This genius. I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's genius award. This week's genius awards are going first off to an employee at a Waffle House outside of Atlanta, who um, tossed out a man who was arguing with other customers, serving up a brutal takedown in the process. The footage, which went viral on Twitter, shows a man in an orange t-shirt arguing with a woman at the counter as another person laughs at the Gwinnett County Waffle House on Buford Highway in Georgia. Waffle House on Buford Highway was turnt, said one caption. Now, one woman put her hand in front of the male customer's face as they argued at the counter. A second woman then joined in the squabble, telling him to just be easy, according to the footage. Now, the video then cuts to show a man in a Waffle House uniform dragging the male customer to the door by his shirt collar before they furiously trade punches. Now, at one point, the Waffle House worker sends the man to the ground before he regains his footing, as the 39-second clip posted by ATL Uncensored ends. Now, it's unclear exactly where the fight took place. An Atlanta police spokesperson told the New York Post that the footage depicted at the Waffle House outside of the department's jurisdiction, referring additional inquiries to the Chambly or the Gwinnett County Police. So, what, the man who gets tossed and punched out it definitely suffers some serious bodily harm. 
kind of like as if he had eaten the Waffle House All-Star Breakfast Special or something, you know. But I kind of highly doubt that anybody was surprised by this. I mean, it's more shocking to dine at a Waffle House and not see a fist fight. And then there's this. A, a teenager was apparently apprehended for allegedly um, masturbating inside a car at a department store parking lot in Fairfield, Connecticut. Uh, this is in Fairfield County. Uh, he's a um, 19-year-old Byron Menendez who was arrested in Wilton after officers were called to the TJ Maxx parking lot. When police arrived, they spotted a gray Subaru Impreza leaving the parking lot, and an investigation was then conducted, and officers identified Menendez as the suspect. He was charged with public indecency and released on a promise-to-appear ticket, uh, and he's scheduled now to appear in court. But what this guy did was obviously appalling, but frankly, to be fair, TJ Maxx has such good prices that it's just easy to get a little too excited. <laughs> I bet he was at TJ Maxx to grab some new socks. After all, I mean, something tells me that this, this just might be a bit crusty these days. <clears throat> and a man in Louisiana arrested after he claimed a Tesla hit him in the parking lot and left him injured. But video of the incident showed a different story. Now, unbeknownst to Bates, um, Tesla's record all of the, uh, the Tesla's re they record all the footage of their camera. Uh, this is according to what the police says. Um, when the Sladell police officers reviewed the Tesla's video footage, it became apparent that Mr. Bates was lying and staged the entire event. The incident unfolded when the Sladell Police Department responded to a call concerning a man who had been injured in this alleged hit and run. What they found was Mr. Arthur Bates Jr., a 47-year-old who said the Tesla driver had backed the car into him in a parking lot. Bates was complaining of back pain, leg and neck injuries, resulting in an ambulance and fire truck to be dispatched to the location, according to the Sladell Police Department. So the police released a video of the scene. It has no sound, but it does show Bates falling to the ground and the Tesla driver apparently checking on him before leaving the lot. The driver of the police or the, the driver of the Tesla stated that Bates intentionally jumped behind his wheel and staged the accident, according to the police in a statement. Bates subsequently admitted he fabricated the entire event. He's now facing a count of false swearing with the intent to cause an emergency response. I, I, this was an unbelievably fake flop, frankly. You know, so bad that you'd think this guy was a modern day NBA player or something. He thought about this, I guess, hatched up this plan, and, well, he executed it to the best of his ability. Now imagine if he put that much effort into just getting a job. And what about this? A recent news out of the Orange County Sheriff's Office will tell you that the law doesn't look too kindly on dance moves. A Florida man found that out the hard way when he was tased after twerking during a traffic stop. In a video captured by a passing motorist, Richard Wolf of Crystal River rubs himself on the outside of his SUV while thrusting his hips at a police officer. The 57-year-old then proceeds to get down and twerk before dancing into the traffic lanes of Route 44 in Inverness. At one point, Wolf removed a knife from his waistband and tossed it into the grass. What are you scared of? I got knives, you got a gun, he yelled at the officers, per their arrest report. Wolf was initially pulled over for using the grass median to turn lanes to pass traffic. 
and after being tased and arrested, he was booked on charges of resisting an officer without violence, fleeing from law enforcement after being ordered to stop in reckless driving. Of course, unfortunately for Wolf, ignorance of the booty and knowing when you're shaking it is no excuse, as established in uh, Rump of Steel Skin versus U.S. Now, what is a 57-year-old man doing twerking in front of cops anyway? I mean, he's definitely going to be the butt of every joke. I mean, can you imagine if everyone got tased for twerking? Cardi B would have more electricity flowing through her than a power line. And you got to check this one out. A 53-year-old fiend who jabbed a woman in the rear end with a semen-filled syringe has been sentenced to a decade in state prison following his guilty plea to assault charges. A Maryland Circuit Court judge sentenced Thomas Steeman in connection with his attack a year prior on a female shopper at a grocery store in Churchton, uh, which is a community about 40 miles outside of Baltimore. Uh, Steeman, who pled guilty to felony and misdemeanor assault counts, was sentenced to 25 years on top or on the top count, but a judge suspended all but 10 years of that penalty. Steeman has been locked up in the Anne Arundel County Jail since his arrest. While court records listed Steeman's residence as a private home in Toledo, Ohio, he has a residence in the Churchton area in recent years. Now, as captured by surveillance cameras at the Christopher's Fine Foods Market, Steeman snuck up from behind on Katie Peters as she was returning a shopping cart and jabbed her in the buttocks with a syringe, causing Peters to recoil in pain. A police review of the security footage showed that Steeman unsuccessfully tried to stab two other female shoppers. When Steeman was identified days after the attack and confronted by the police, he was in possession of one syringe, and a second needle was actually found in his vehicle, and lab tests subsequently determined both syringes contained semen. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. A guy with the last name Steeman, was carrying around syringes containing semen. <sighs> Come on, I must be dreaming. <laughs> it's beyond insane. He's carrying around syringes filled with semen, although plenty of Americans would still rather inject this than the vaccine. And you'll never believe this. Police in Altoona, Pennsylvania said a woman was waiting at an apartment for officers to respond and admitted to stabbing someone she lived with after the two argued over how loud she was being. Her name is Shannon Erb. She's now been charged with attempted criminal homicide, two counts of aggravated assault and recklessly endangering another person after police said the victim suffered severe wounds to their neck and chest. Police were called to the IDA Towers on 12th Street, Altoona at about 4.47 in the morning for a stabbing that was called into 911. Police said Herb was standing and waiting for the officers to arrive and admitted to the officers on the scene and detectives at the station she stabbed the victim. The person was taken to an area hospital for treatment. The police said the officers located a 15-inch kitchen knife they believe was used in the stabbing. Herb is in Blair County Prison now on a half million dollars cash bail. Wow, I mean, what a way to react to somebody saying that you've been too loud. Yeah, the volume of her voice probably wasn't the only thing that was piercing, you know. I guess this lady isn't very sharp, but I bet that knife sure was. Okay, one more. A 49-year-old Caldwell, Idaho man has been arrested, accused of pickpocketing several lizards from local pet stores. 
According to the Boise police, Christopher Garcia would wait until there were no employees around, and then he would snatch a lizard and stick it in his pocket and walk out of the store. Garcia was arrested on two counts of felony grand theft and currently is being held in the Canyon County Jail. It's obviously wrong to steal lizards, especially when you're a man who already has his own lizard. <laughs> so funny that he puts them in his pocket, though. I bet women saw his pants moving around and said, is there a lizard in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> okay, you can see that punchline coming about a mile away. I know. Admit it. Anyway, get the real-time updates on the podcast, get links to all these stupid stories that I talk about in all these episodes. Get into the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to some of these stories, and you can check them out, read the real people that they're about, and comment on what you've read, share them, whatever. Just go to t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. That's t.me slash insane Eric Lane. You can preview the channel. And you can click a link and download the Telegram Messenger app for your desktop or your mobile device. It's a very good one, by the way. And by the way, if you've ever thought you've maybe done something really stupid, promised that by the time this podcast is over, your attitude is definitely improved, okay? So please uh, do somebody a favor and share this podcast with someone because they probably thought the same thing, okay? We've got two episodes every week. You've got this episode that's the bonus episode. Then you got the weekend episode every Saturday featuring Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, with lots more stupid stories from Florida and beyond as well as our weekly rounded insane game shows that uh, you can play at home, you know, with great games like uh, Porn Star or Weatherman, Fake News or Florida, or um, uh, 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 Strip Club or Daycare. Uh, things like this, great fun. I'm telling you, we have a lot of fun doing this stuff. And of course, all the stuff you hear is five-star stupidity, so we expect a five-star rating. Rate the podcast. Give us a stupid review. I might even read it on the upcoming episodes. You never know. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, it's even more important you do this because, well, you know, it would actually attract people to come in and listen because it's kind of like going to a really bad wreck, you know? It's terrible. There's a lot of chaos, but you just can't stop watching, you know? Anyway, one final thought. You know, almost all football players are temperamental, right? That is 90% uh, temper and 10% mental. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So... There's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. 
And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.